The Cowboys are coming off a 37-34 walk-off victory over the division rival New York Giants, but this game felt more like a loss than a win. I will discuss that and look ahead to Monday night's matchup at home against the 3-2 Arizona Cardinals. I'm Alec Rapp, and this is The Wrap-Up. I've never felt a pain from a football game quite like last Sunday. With six minutes left in the third quarter, Dallas Cowboys franchise quarterback Dak Prescott, yes I said it, franchise quarterback, because that's what he is, he took the ball for a nine-yard run and it ended in an injury. You could tell very quickly that Prescott had clearly broken something with his injury looking like that of Gordon Hayward from the 2018 NBA season. It's my team. It's my quarterback. Prescott was down for several minutes and eventually carted off the field and taken to a nearby hospital. That night, Dak underwent surgery on a compound fracture that will sideline him for the rest of the 2020 NFL season. If you want to know what kind of leader Prescott is, go back and roll the tape on what was happening after he went down. First, he tried to set his ankle so he could get back up for the next play. The most telling part of his leadership wasn't this resilience to get back up, but the fact that many of his teammates were visibly upset, like you would expect for any quarterback injury. But not just that, they ran across the field from the sideline to be with their quarterback as he was being carted off the field. Another bittersweet moment was seeing former Dallas Cowboys head coach Jason Garrett now the Giants offensive coordinator with Mike McCarthy checking up on Prescott. Prescott was later seen watching the rest of the game on his phone as he was being taken out of the ambulance. This injury sparked thousands of comments from fans and players across the country giving Prescott their well wishes. On Friday, Prescott released a video thanking everyone and giving an update on the journey ahead. What's up, everyone? Just want everyone to know that I'm doing well. Um, and I can't thank you enough for all your, your love, your support, your prayers. Um, over the last few days, they've been more than overwhelming um, for, from, from teammates to family to friends, uh, to fans I don't know, to former and current players around the league and players around um, all sports. I uh, just wanted to say thank you. Uh, they're definitely appreciated and received well. So. Um, just knowing that I have that much love and support out there makes a huge difference um, and great spirits headed to see the doctor headed to see my leg for the first time post-surgery uh, So just ready to start this road to come back. Uh, I know this is this little adversity is just going to be another uh, Another chapter in the book. Uh, and I'm excited to move forward and write it um, Just once again, can't thank you all enough for, for your love and your support through it all But I'm in great spirits. I'm gonna stay that way. I'm um, looking forward to, to this football season seeing the game in a different perspective um, and support my teammates and, and those around the league that need it. Um, and just and just excited, excited for, for God's purpose and God's plan. I know it's bigger than anything that I see um, or that could have imagined, but uh, I'm trusting him. My faith is doubled down more than ever. Uh, and I'm thankful that, that he's my savior and he guides me in life. So uh, I know through him, um, all this will be possible and all this will, will be a great comeback and a great story. So once again, thank you for your support. Thank you for your love. Um, and uh, ready to get this, this journey of the comeback started. So God bless you all. Thank you. Before this injury, Dak Prescott was having a historic season 
with the most passing yards through the first five weeks since Peyton Manning in 2013. His 1,856 passing yards are the fourth most through the first five games in NFL history. Prescott also took the top three spots for most passing yards in a game this season with his performances in Week 2, 3, and 4. This is a crushing blow for a Cowboys team that relied so heavily on Prescott to keep them in games this season. The injury could not have come at a worse time for Dak, who is on a franchise tag and was looking for a big payday this upcoming offseason. The injury immediately sparked questions of Prescott's future from many in sports media. Cowboys Vice President Stephen Jones was asked about Prescott, and here was his response. You know, Stephen, sometimes from this side, you, you ask questions that you know the answer to. You just feel like you still have to ask it for everyone. Dak Prescott still will be the future of this team? Absolutely. I mean, there's, this doesn't change a thing. Uh, you know, he just is, like I said, it's, uh, it's probably harder on Dak than anybody in terms of uh, him not being able to be out there competing. But as far as his future as a Dallas Cowboys, this doesn't change anything. And, uh, you know, we expect him and... Uh, he usually beats all timelines, but this is, uh, in our, our mind, our doctor's mind, a, a four- to six-month injury. And, you know, knowing Dak, he'll probably beat that. So uh, uh, he'll be back and going. And, uh, you know, our biggest goal now with Dak is just to get his long-term contract signed. And uh, we're more committed than ever. So can we trust his word that Prescott will return to this position of leadership? To be honest, I don't know. I would hope so. Dak Prescott has been a dominant quarterback since he took over for Tony Romo in 2016. Since 2016, Dak is third in wins with 42. The two players he's behind are Tom Brady and Russell Wilson. You can make an argument that both of those guys are going to be Hall of Famers. Now, I have been a longtime advocate for Dak Prescott, and I, I still believe that he deserves his money even with this injury. I believe that Prescott is going to push the timeline of this recovery as he does with everything else. He's just a fighter, and I believe he's going to push the timeline, and he's going to be back next season better than ever. I think that this guy is going to come out. He's going to have a tremendous year. He's not only going to be the NFL's comeback player of the year, but also its most valuable player. So taking a step back, let's take a look at this Giants game. The Cowboys did what they always do, and that is fall behind quickly. Heading into Week 5, the Giants averaged 11.7 points per game, and the Cowboys gave them 14 right away, with a touchdown run from Evan Angram and a 46-yard pick 6 from Kyler Fackrell. The Cowboys' defense gave up 20 points in the first half alone and were burned on a fake field goal that was luckily called back due to a Giants penalty. This game featured what was a terrible offense against a historically bad defense. The defense did finally show some signs of life in the second quarter with a strip sack from Demarcus Lawrence returned for a touchdown by Anthony Brown. This was Lawrence's first sack since last season's Thanksgiving Day game against the Buffalo Bills. Despite this show of life, this defense, it's still atrocious. They gave up 34 points to a team that averaged 11.7 points per game prior to this week. Just to show you how bad the Giants are, prior to their 14-3 lead, the Giants had zero touchdowns in the previous 142 minutes and 25 seconds. 
the Cowboys gave them two touchdowns in just over one minute. This defense did get some good news on Friday that linebacker Leighton Vander Esch will be returning to the field on Monday night for their primetime matchup against NFC Player of the Week Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Also, defensive end Randy Gregory was back at practice this week but will not be able to play until Week 7. Running back Ezekiel Elliott said that Gregory was, quote, lights out and that it was really tough to block him. This is good news for a Cowboys defense that so desperately needs help. Listeners, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now Google Podcasts. Also, make sure to follow on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter by simply searching The Wrap Up so you can stay updated on the latest in Dallas Cowboys news. It is now Red Rifle time. The Dallas Cowboys have the luxury of having the best backup in the NFL. This past offseason, the Cowboys signed Katy, Texas native Andy Dalton to a one-year deal. Dalton wasn't expected to have any playing time, but the injury that Prescott suffered propels him into the spotlight as the new leader of America's team. Dalton spent the past nine years in Cincinnati where he compiled over 31,000 passing yards and 204 touchdowns. Not only is Dalton the best backup in the NFL, but he also is on the dream team for any backup. The Red Rifle has more weapons now than he has ever had with the Bengals in Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Ezekiel Elliott. Dalton showed his skill in the limited time he had Sunday with two huge throws to Michael Gallup to set up Greg Zerline's 34-yard field goal to win it. It is slowly becoming evident that the Cowboys quarterbacks are favoring Gallup and Lamb rather than Cooper. Statistics show that Amari Cooper's snap percentage has decreased every single week, starting with 94% in week one to now 63% last Sunday. This is alarming considering the Dallas Cowboys gave Cooper a five-year, $100 million extension last offseason. I believe a lot of this is due to the success of 17th overall pick, CeeDee Lamb. Last week, Lamb was the third-rated receiver with a grade of 91 from Pro Football Focus. The grade also earned him Rookie of the Week honors. Lamb is coming off an 8-reception, 124-yard outing and will have a very tough matchup against a Cardinals defense that has allowed 222.4 yards per game, which is fourth in the league. The only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? The Cowboys have been hit with injury after injury and are now tied with the 49ers for the most players on the injured reserve. The most notable of these are, of course, Dak Prescott, Lyle Collins, Tyron Smith, and Blake Jarwin. Despite all of these injuries, the Cowboys sit atop of the NFC East and are still likely to win the division. The Cowboys look to further their lead in the division on Monday night against Arizona. Here are my top matchups to watch. Number 1. Andy Dalton versus a Cardinals stingy secondary. The Red Rifle is given a tough test right away against the Cardinals secondary featuring Patrick Peterson, Byron Murphy, and one of the best safeties in the game, Buda Baker. The Cardinals are a lockdown unit, but they don't create turnovers. Arizona is tied for 31st with only one interception. They only have three total turnovers and are facing a turnover-happy Cowboys team. 
The good news is that Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray has thrown six interceptions on the year. This leads me to my second matchup. Trayvon Diggs versus the Cardinals wide receivers. If I keep saying that Diggs is going to have his first interception, eventually I'm going to be right. So here goes nothing. This week, Trayvon Diggs will have his first career NFL interception. This won't be an easy matchup for him though. He's likely going to be lined up against arguably the best receiver in the NFL in DeAndre Hopkins. If not, he will still likely face the great Larry Fitzgerald or Christian Kirk who has not seen much action this season. My final matchup to watch is Kenyon Drake versus the Cowboys defensive line. If the Cowboys want to win this game, they need to stop the run. The defense, which in case I haven't mentioned it before, they're awful. They are historically bad. This defense ranks 28th against the run. Kenyon Drake has had a terrible season thus far with only 254 yards and one touchdown, but he should have a field day against this terrible Cowboys run defense. It is now time for my keys to victory. Number one, find your identity. With the loss of Dak Prescott, this team has no identity and they are given a long week to find it. Will the Cowboys switch to being a running team or will they stay a passing attack? These are questions that you must answer before facing your divisional opponents the next two weeks. Number two, please protect Andy Dalton. We only have one of him. But like seriously, the Cowboys line needs to protect Dalton. Thankfully, he is used to terrible offensive lines and has made the playoffs with them. I don't think the drop-off from Dalton to Prescott is going to be as big as people think it will be, but the one difference is that Andy Dalton is not as mobile as Dak Prescott is. That being said, I believe that Andy Dalton can have a Nick Foles-type run with this team and possibly make some noise in the playoffs. I'm not going to say that he's going to win the Super Bowl or even make it there because that's unrealistic with how bad this team is. But I think he can win some football games for the Cowboys. And finally, the Cowboys need to rally around Dak Prescott. I think for quite some time that this team, they've been looking for something to motivate them. Because clearly, it wasn't the five Lombardi trophies gathering dust at the star as they wait for their sixth. As terrible as this Prescott injury is, the Cowboys need to keep their hopes high and dedicate this season to their leader, number four. This week is a crucial week for the Cowboys to find their identity because they are met with two divisional opponents in week seven and eight in the Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles. This Monday night football matchup will be like every other game the Cowboys have played it's going to be a high-scoring matchup because their defense can't stop anything and the Cowboys' offense shouldn't take too much of a step back with Dalton as their leader. Listeners, catch another episode of The Wrap-Up next Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now Google Podcasts. Also, make sure to check out the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages by simply searching The Wrap-Up so you can stay updated on the latest in Dallas Cowboys news. Thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm Alec Rapp, and this has been The Wrap-Up.